Howdy, and welcome to episode 6 of the Talking FM podcast. This episode was co-streamed on Twitch. Uh, you can go check me out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Robins. And if you want to catch us on Twitter, you can find us at talking underscore FM. Today we talk about all things San Marino Challenge, and we're going to detail on why exactly it's happening and how it's going, as well as finding out how Henry is going in the Scottish League. Uh, without further ado, let's get stuck in. Your save at the moment, Henry. How's that going? Yep. Where are you? What are you doing? What have you done? Um, so since we spoke last, I reckon I won the league with Celtic. Played the World Cup with Scotland, got knocked out in the second round, and then went to Schalke, which I think was where we left off. Finished fourth in the league with Schalke, quit, and applied for the Sterling job again in the second division of Scottish football. <laughs> and got the job, so I'm now managing them and top of the league, 10 games in. It's all looking good for a promotion. So, a bit to unpack there. Firstly, yep. Scot- Scotland World Cup. Talk us, right, through, yeah. talk us through the players Scotland have and how unbelievably good they are. Yeah, well, that's what I was so disappointed. Usually, if you're Scotland, you get the second knockout round, you're, like, you're cheering. But because we have probably, was it, six players all valued over £50 million, pounds, I thought it's probably as good a chance as ever for Scotland to actually put a dent in the World Cup. That's why I was quite disappointed to get knocked out in the second round. But to Colombia and an 85th minute goal for them, so it didn't feel great, but... Uh, and then you, you obviously, so this is where it gets hard for us here because we've talked about this so much now, but I think the last time we actually were in the podcast, the Sterling job was insecure. Yep. And so you, the Sterling job became available, but the league was still so, going. So you couldn't jump ship quite. Yeah. yeah. So I was, to- I was with Celtic still, I think then. And um, the, yeah, the Sterling job was available while they were still in the premiership. But they obviously because of the compensation issues, a club like Sterling can't afford to pay out the contract kind of thing, but they didn't, there was no option for me to like. I didn't want to quit and not win the, you know, the Premiership. It just <laughs> didn't work out well. Didn't work out well time wise. So then it was about a year and a half later. I was I moved there though, so it's all turned out well. I'm hoping to get back up to the Premiership and then stay with Sterling for quite a while. I think the year now is twenty twenty eight, maybe January twenty twenty eight. Yeah, get back up to the Premiership and hopefully within the next three, four or five years, being European football with Sterling. The, this time last week, we hadn't started the San Marino challenge. Yeah. The proper, like, what? Oh, I had started it, but I realised I'd made some some errors in the editor. I've met, well, I'm currently in my third season into that. And, I mean, we finished the podcast last week and we kept chatting about the San Marino idea a little bit more. And so I thought I'd better fill everyone in on that. So for those uh, that haven't been watching it on Twitch, Basically, there's, there's a bit of a storyline to, to how this has come about in that um, I've, you've looked at like clubs that get taken over by massive, um, massive say, international funds from various sources of wealth. Uh, and I thought, what, happened, what about if a country just said, you know what, we're sick of being rubbish. How about we actually be good at, at football? Um, so... The idea behind the save is that the San Marini San Marini San Marinese government has come to come to the conclusion that the the team needs to be and the nation needs to be a better source of footballers and have a higher standard national football league and also national team because they're like two hundred and fourth ranked in the world when you first get there. So 
basically they've they've pumped a bit of money into the local league. They've given three or four clubs um, some really nice facilities. Not too nice, like not state of the art, but just like really nice, excellent, excellent facilities. I think they are. They're they're about a fourteen out of twenty on the editor. They've put some more money into the into the league, so the the prize money for where you finish in the league every year has gone from being about I think it's about fifty thousand before I changed it, and now it's one and a half million if you win the league, and it goes all the way down to half a million if you finish fifth, and if you finish in the top ten, you get half a million as as a minimum. Um, so it works its way up from there. So that's that's really good. So the clubs that are participating in the league, they all get some more money, which means you know they invest in facilities, they invest in youth recruitment um, and they they hopefully will produce better players. Now, obviously, I'm playing in San Marino, which play in the Italian system. So I don't get access to any of this money. The San Marino's government came to me, the manager of the San Marino Calcio Football Club, uh, and decided that they were going to give us uh, a loan of four, a small loan in Donald Trump's words of $4 million, where you basically have this $4 million pound loan, uh, which was basically just to get us through. We turned professional immediately. Um, they also gave us access to the San Marino Academy, which is a team uh, which is in the country of San Marino, but actually doesn't play in any, any of the leagues. They just play in like the Italian under-18 competition. And it's sort of just like it's an institute. So they basically don't have a senior team. It's just a junior team. Um, they don't really make signings. They just have youth, youth recruitment come through um, to produce their players. So they're now my B team. And I up their minimum age from 20 to... Sorry, maximum age from 20 to 23. Uh, and they play in the San Marinese League. So I loan players basically to that team uh, as a way of making sure that San Marinese football stays strong and I improve the quality of the competition. Uh, so that team is basically all my players that aren't in my first team that are under the age of 23, which is effectively everyone except for like 15 players. So the idea being that my team gets better, my under-23s get better, then they play in the San Marino League, they uh, play against the teams that have all this extra money who will now be more competitive. And then it's a more competitive league. There's another team in there that's, you know, producing good players, good teams. Um, and also I found that a lot of my regens, because I also improved the, the facilities of the San Marino Football Club, uh, is that the facilities there produce better regens, which means that when I have excess regens, they're just better to start with. So you know how you, you get youth intake in, there might be, let's say there's 15 blokes in youth intake and you sign... Uh, maybe six of them. Yeah. The, the the remaining remaining nine then go basically straight into the San Marino League, um, and yeah. I've even found that they've produced some players that I want to sign, uh, and I've gone and grabbed them. So it's a bit of a domino effect kind of thing. It is, and I also changed another thing, which was, and I think I mentioned this last time, was that I changed it so that uh, San Marinese citizenship only takes four years instead of fifteen. So I'm now three years into the save. And I've got players who I've had since day one who are better than the players in the San Marino team. Uh, and the San Marino team's already gone from 204th when I started the save to 180th. Um, so we didn't, we, we didn't finish bottom of our World Cup qualifying group. Um, that was oh. Est- Estonia. Uh, and we drew with Russia. And we only just lost the second game to Russia. In Russia. Yes. So... Things yeah. on the way up. Things are definitely on the way up. And I've got, basically, over the next few seasons, a heap of players are going to go through that are, you know, Italian or they might be from the Congo. They might be from, like, Namibia. They're going to be playing for San Marino. And you're flying up the leagues, aren't you, as San Marino? We have been from absolute, 
Absolutely. Yep. Like, this is probably the best promotion run I've ever had at the start of a game. I mean, you know, obviously yeah. you start, you start as basically the most well-funded team in the, in the, in the league. I'm not, I'm not hiding from that fact in Serie D. But the moment you go to Serie C, Serie C is the single hardest division to get out of in the game. Yes, yes, in like Serie D, for example, you have to win to go up. But the league is like, it's so, the quality of the league is so low, it takes two good players to go up. But you get to Serie C and you have to finish top to go up. And the quality yeah, is actually pretty good. I'm watching the stream the other day. I didn't realise how the playoffs and stuff, things like that, what you can play. You came fourth, did you, in the league in Serie C? I, I came fourth in the league. And played, what happened? Yeah. Would you play six, six playoffs? Like I played like, yeah. Was it three played, rounds? Played the quarter, five, played five rounds of playoffs. I got to skip the first yeah. one because I finished fourth. Yeah. There's nothing Basically, like that elsewhere. No, nothing at all. So, because uh, Serie C has three different, um, three different groups effectively, which are three different leagues. So, Serie, yeah, Serie C, A, B, and C, uh, and then yeah. the winners go up, and then four teams are um, relegated from Serie B, and so the fourth team comes from a playoff, and so the playoff is basically teams that finish second through tenth in each division go into it. So, quite a lot of teams go in with a chance of promotion every year. When you go into the first round of that draw, it's fifth through to tenth. So there's six teams from each division go into a knockout, uh, and so that's what eighteen teams. And so there's a couple of teams yeah. that have a bye. They just get lucky and they draw a bye. So they all play each other, and then they bring in all the teams that finish fourth, which is where I was. And then you all play off again, and then they bring in the teams that finish third, and then you all play off over two legs. That leg in our in the save that everyone and what we watched on Twitch was unbelievable. Yeah, I was lucky to be there to view it. We, I got the rules wrong. Firstly, I didn't quite know what was going on. <laughs> uh, I think I was, I think I won the the first leg, three nil, four nil. I won the first leg four nil away. I lost the second leg, five one at home. But I thought, oh, away goals, I'm going to be done here. Turns out, it's not away goals. It's just the aggregate. So then there was extra time, and then we scored in. They scored in the 115th minute, and then we scored in the 118th minute and the 120th minute. It, um, it was unbelievable. It was like, at this point, it was like 1am in the morning, and I decided yeah. that I was just going to play through the season thinking that I was going to lose in the playoffs straight away. One of them. Yeah. So then after yes. this round, after this round, we went through to the next one, which is where all the teams that finished second come in. We played against Juventus under-23s, and we drew them, and I just thought, oh, well, we're done. There's no absolutely no way that we're going to even touch them. Uh, I was thinking about going to bed as well then. I was like, oh, well, yeah. it's getting late here. I might head off. But And we pants them. We absolutely, yep. we absolutely rolled them uh, and then went into the semi-final. I can't remember how the semi-final went. I'm pretty sure we won it maybe 4-2 on aggregate. Bari, did you play in the final? Played Bari in the final and won 3-0. Uh, absolute Sorry. cakewalk. So back-to-back back promotions. The chat. Well, the chat was going berserk. Um, we got raided halfway through all of this, so like shit was just going down. It was so much fun. Um, that was... I said at the I said at the time, potentially one of, or potentially the biggest achievement I've ever had on Football Manager, purely based on the fact that I've done it on stream in front of people under the pump, and we almost lost in the third round of the play of the playoff to get promoted, and then we just like dominated from that point then, on. Then beat Juve when you expected to lose, things like yeah. that. Everything kind of went for it. Yeah, it was it was obviously so much fun. It's it's what football manager is about. Exactly right, and sharing it with yeah. the community as well. Yeah, exactly. I was speaking to the community. We've got a 
we got a comment on on Twitter from from Jack. Uh, how much will you get met in this Syria if you go up? Uh, the answer would be absolutely pulverized. I keep signing players that are getting paid like four grand a week now because that's basically like the minimum I can I can pay anyone unless yeah, they're yeah. not like of a quality to start a game. I'm losing half a million pounds a month. And I had five million pounds at the start of the season, and I made an error in that I thought, oh, I might just go and see what would happen if I asked for new youth facilities just to see how much it will cost. <laughs> and then I thought I could cancel it if they said yes. Turns out I can't cancel it, and they're still planning it. Uh, and it's going to cost me 5.2 million, which is what I had in the bank when I said, sent the request. So I'm projected to have you know, a net zero dollars in the bank account at the end of the season. Uh, and I've gone and started to lose half a million pounds a season, uh, a month for the whole season. So that's going great. I missed. Well, you streamed last night, didn't you? And this morning, which you also missed because I, I signed up to try and um, I signed up like, to try and push for the title because I oh oh sorry. N- next part. Of this. I was wondering. I was... <laughs> so to go with the back-to-back promotions, I won my first seven games in Serie B. I then I what then did pre um preseason prediction. Preseason prediction was to finish 18th out of 20. Oh. Uh, managed to, um, to win the first seven games and then proceeded to completely bottle it. And for the next eight games, I didn't even get a win. I think I had two draws. So I got two points out of the... I got 21 points out of the first seven, two points out of the next eight. And at the moment, I'm currently third. I'm about six points off first. Um, purely and simply based on the fact that no team is wanting to run away with it. In this league, usually one team runs away with it, one team runs away with it, and it's just like, okay, well, I'm not going to win this year. It's it's their turn to win, um, and and there's no no team wants to win it basically. Um, but there's some reasonably big clubs in there. Like is Genoa in there? Genoa's in it. Um, yeah. I'll just I'll just have a have a quick squeeze at it now. So Lecky is in in first with 49 points after 24 games. So their record is 14 seven and three. Uh, and even their goal difference is still like only 19. And normally after after 24 games, you'd expect the team to like be, you know, at least blasting teams out of the water. Yeah. And they've, got, they've got the best goal difference in the comp and it's only 19. So they're on 49 points. Casenza with 44 points. Um, Livorno, 43. I have 43 points for San Marino. Uh, and then Verona, Juve Stabia, Genoa, Crotone, um, Salonatina, Perugia, Benevito, Monza, like there's there's names that you know of, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Definitely playing in here. Uh, you expect is, to be in Serie A. Yeah, definitely. Things like, like Genoa. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and out of out of teams in that, like Genoa, are only mid table. Um, yeah. It's actually it's it's really quite um, it's quite a good save in that regard. Like ordinarily, it's just a team comes down from a division above, dominates, goes back up, and it's just a yo yo. Yeah. Not happening so far, which is great. That is good, yeah. So, obviously, I came... I was there... What night is it today? I was there Tuesday night. And I think you'd won seven on the trot. And then I came in and saw you get two points from six games. <laughs> yeah. Which and the, didn't mean to be a bad omen. <laughs> yeah. So, things things went well and then things started going poorly. Uh, but at the same time, like, to still be in touch with the league is... I'm very happy with. I've signed a few more players. Uh, oh, oh, that's the other thing is um, a guy by the name of Jardy, who is currently at Barcelona, <laughs> if you start a new save, I got him after the first season. He's a left winger. 
he completely and utterly let me down in the first season. He scored two goals in the first game of the year and then did his calf and was out for eight weeks and then come back and basically was a shell of a human being. Come the end of the season, he came up absolute trumps in the playoffs and scored like probably four goals in the last six games. Start of the next season, in Serie B, was absolutely on fire, scored seven goals in four games and then he had his leg snapped in half and he was out for nine months. So that's good. <laughs> so I bought a player to cover for him. Didn't realise that it was outside the window by the time the deal went through. So I couldn't get him. Uh, so I got him in the January window. I also signed another player thinking I would get him. Uh, turns out he was on loan. So I had to wait. I have to wait until next season to get him. Uh, so I was all out of cover options. I'd spent the money I wanted to spend. Got to the January window. Saw a couple of players I liked. I was talking to talking to um, Ollie on stream about it. And he basically said, no, nah, you may as well. Like, you, you're fourth in the league at the break. You're only five points back. You have to have a crack. Spent yeah. 400,000 pounds on a striker. He's got four games under his belt with an average rating of 6.4. So that's great. Ouch. What has your transfer budget been like? First season, transfer budget was about 500,000. Wage budget, about 10. I didn't spend it. Uh, so, oh, sorry. It was six in the first. The wage rate was six thousand in the first season. Spare. Uh, come second season, it was ten thousand spare and about eight hundred grand. This season, it was one point four million and about twenty four thousand in wages extra from what What's I was already like? paying. What's uh, that like in comparison? In comparison to the other, league, I'll tell you. Uh, in comparison to the league, so bear in mind, all my players then had basically gone the the full season in Syria C without a pay rise, because I basically just said, no, I'm not giving you any pay rises. So basically, all my players went from Serie D where they were basically earning peanuts. The highest I had a player on was um, £500 a week. Then got to Serie C where I... Yeah, you would. Serie C, (laughs) got a few players. I had a couple that were on like 1.2, 1.4,000 a week. Uh, And then now in Serie B, players are earning like... I've got one who's on 5.5,000 a week. So it's quite a bit when you think about the clubs just like expanding and getting bigger and stuff. But my annual spend on salaries is 2.54 million pounds. The highest in the league is Genoa who spends 12.74 million pounds. And if I just go look at their players, uh, their highest wage earner per week is a guy called uh, Andrea Pinamonti and he's on 37,000 pounds a week. So he's currently yeah. on he's currently on what I paid my entire team last season per week yeah. for the whole season, uh, and I was coming up against players in Serie C who were earning basically what I pay my entire team in a year the season before. So yeah, that was fun. Uh, can't believe we got through it got to this point now where I'm just over the moon with it. I've, I've had about 17 different tactics. I've been anointed as Serie B pep because of it. And I've discussed before, I'm not a good tactical manager, but every time I've made some like drastic formation system change, it seems to be working. So in the last few months, you kind of haven't really had a stay, a save you've stuck out, have you? That's really grabbed you. Not really. Like the Salzburg one I did for the sake of the podcast. Yeah. And it wasn't really. You had a Dortmund one, didn't you? Like a Glory had, Hunter kind of thing that didn't. Yeah, I had the, I was trying to do a Glory Hunter one and then I just loved playing at Dortmund and I just wanted to win the league. 
Um, yep. But at the same time, it was sort of pointless because I knew I wasn't going to continue it because I knew I was going to get to my San Marino save. I think yeah, as well, so, um, like, I thought it was cool talking to people about football manager when I found someone who wanted to listen. And even when I yeah. found people who didn't want to listen but were happy just to sit there quietly. And take it, <laughs> yeah. And take it. <laughs> and now doing it on stream and talking to people about it who are interested in it and, like, they're seeing, like, recurring themes and players who are constantly doing different things or constantly letting me down. It's good. Um, it's great fun. Love doing it. And it comes back to that last week. We were talking about the storyline and things like that. Having input from people from the outside as well all adds to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's always interesting, like, you know, people will come in, um, pop into the stream and say, g'day, and they might also stream as well. And they're doing a stream with, say, like, a friend and one of them's... And there's one, I think... I think it might have been Lefty who was talking about it. It was, um, he's doing one and he's Watford and he's mates, he's mates Leicester or vice versa. Yeah. And they're doing like network saves and people are doing, someone who's doing a six a succession save. So they just handball it to the next person like we were doing. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. With our British and Irish still one. So that's really interesting as well. And they don't only one of, he's the only one on stream that does it. So um, his mates don't stream. So he gets it back and he's got all this stuff to go through on stream. It's, it's really cool. That's quite interesting. So, yeah, I like that. I saw one today on Twitch where there's a guy who does one with his dad. And so they both have like this, like we have now on Twitch, both their webcams up. Uh, and yeah. they go through the tea, the dad watches the son do it and they talk about what they want to do with their team. And it's called, it's called Five Year Plan. Um, and yeah, he plays it with his dad. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's never something that's crossed my mind, but yeah, no, nor my cool. dad's, I imagine. A few people have like asked, oh, what are my plans with, Twitter, with um, Twitch and stuff? And it's more just... It's just fun. Like, yeah, um, just people, to do it. Yeah, people ask, you know, what about like, are you trying to do, are you trying to become an affiliate? That sort of thing. It's like, not really. It just, it's actually just really you know, cool playing the, yeah, playing the game sort of with other people. Yeah. Yeah. So you ask the audience as well, like, keep it interactive. Should I do this? Should I do that? It's not everyone just watching you play and, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're getting the audience involved as well. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm terrible. I need help. <laughs> I need yeah. as much help as I can get. But yeah, so uh, it's, it's been great. It's been great fun though so far. And I think it's in sort of um, accidentally it's become the extension of Talking FM because it's a more frequent touch point on the podcast. Um, yeah. And like, for, for example, we're, we're, we're talking here about the save on Twitch where I'd love to talk about the podcast on Twitch and what we're talking about. So we haven't like... We haven't discussed anything what we're going to talk about today. We're just sort of chatting about what's happened in the last week because we've both played quite a lot of the game. Um, but ordinarily, yeah. I'd, I'd love for us to touch on different things that come up that people might want to talk about um, regarding the save. I know I saw Out of Context FM put up a tweet, which Zealand made a video about. Oh, he put a video up yesterday. It was about... Oh, shit. I think I watched that, yeah. Yeah, about different different um, controversial opinions and, and whatnot in, in the yeah. manager. And like, those things are so interesting. And it's not, it's not even like you want to rehash them and talk about the exact same thing because we can sit here and, you know, talk about exactly what he's talked about and say, oh, you know, yeah. it is like saves coming through this or it's not like saves coming through this. But... I know, that's what the nerds. That's all we are. Yeah. But um, yeah. I was watching that video and it, it made me realise the um, not having two tactics and changing to a tactic with maybe 10 minutes left and then wondering, you know what I mean, why, why have mm. I conceded a goal in the 90th minute when I'm still pressing high up the pitch? with five or six players on attacking duties. Yeah. and you know I mean, you, it's easy, you, easy to blame the game. Absolutely. You, you mentioned it on the stream the other day, uh, saying that the Italian league is so much fun because it seems that teams score 
like three goals in, in the last 10 minutes of the game, every single game. Yeah. And that's just because I think inherently teams are very defensive. Uh, and yeah. then as, as a result is needed, teams expand their tactic more and they get more direct. And then all of a sudden it's just like this end to end. It's a free for all. Yeah. It's, and it's so much fun. It's, it can be an absolute, like absolute pain in the neck if you go down early because teams just completely park the bus on you. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, you just, you just go hyper aggressive because you know that you're not going to get done on the counter and it's fine. That's yeah. genius. Serie B, Pep. See what happens if I get the Serie A. <laughs> you know, you mean you never know. I could finish third this year or something because you have to finish top two to go up. I could finish third yeah. and then fall off the face of the earth and then be relegated. It's happened before. I have been there before. <laughs> yeah, we all unfortunately. Um, that's the thing because it's you know you could always say, oh, I don't want to go up too fast, but in reality you do. You want to go up as fast as you can, especially if you have money issues. Absolutely. Like the faster you're into Serie A on TV money and things like that. Yeah. Even even this season, we've, so I, I've, yeah, like I said before, I've gone from a total wage expenditure per week of like £6,000 to about £40,000 total to now it's, I think it's about 40, sorry, yeah, 6, 22, 40 or roughly like that, um, which is so much damn money when you think about it. And you think, if you imagine if a club in real life had done that without some serious commercial backing, uh, and I mean, I've got the support of the San Marino government in air quotes, uh, and I'm not, by, by no means am I getting fed cash like Man City. I'm getting a one and a half million dollar a year grant, which I have to, in 10 years time in the save, I have to pay it off. There's a setting in there where I have to pay a $2 million a year loan. So the, the whole, the whole idea is predicated on the, the idea that I get up within 10 years and get access to TV money. Otherwise I would rot. Yeah. And last week we spoke about, player wages when you're looking at them instead of having it per week having it per annum you end up looking into that <laughs> i did it i did it uh in some things it's awesome when it comes to just analyzing your squad and looking at maybe where a player sits in regards to their value because it's easy to look at it and just i mean you can look at it and just go oh he's worth five times more than this guy because he's mm. making thirty thousand not six thousand but when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, and if I look at, say, a player I have now who might, who my highest paid player beyond, let's say he's on 6,000, because he's your 6,000 pounds a week, that's 300,000 pounds a year. Uh, well, I can look at him and go, if I just get rid of him, that's 300,000 pounds I can spend on a, on a player. And I might spend that on three players. Yeah. And they might all end up being a total value of less than that player. And I was talking on stream about it the other day about buying for the total, I had to sell a player. I had to sell a player for £200,000 to sign three players with his money, but I was only signing them to like youth contracts, but I had to pay their compensation. And while I could have maybe moved the wage budget slider and just maneuvered it, I didn't want to go over what I was getting back for this older player that I'd sold. So I had to like think about it in terms of what is the total cost of this player over his contract, which was three years. And it was like, 200,000 I was getting for him plus his contract was worth let's say another 100,000 for three years so I was actually working with $300,000 of value not just 200,000 and then um, like 6,000 a week wages yeah. or whatever a month wages or whatever it would yeah. be however the math works out and that really helped looking at it that way really helped to frame what a transfer was worth in regards to freeing up money and what a transfer was worth in terms of locking money away for a period of time in terms of actually negotiating 
absolute nightmare. Yeah, I'll, is, yeah. No one knows their 52 times tables. So why, <laughs> when you're negotiating and you're like, oh, yeah, no worries, I'll just, um, I'll just up this. Because you, you click the plus or the minus because the game only has increments that can go up in, at a certain level and it's yeah. exponential. So I was going like, especially in the lower leagues, I was going, okay, I'll give you $500 a year, which is like 10 pounds. Sorry, that's not right. Yeah, $5,000 a year, which is 100 pounds a week, basically. 5,000, no. 6,000, oh, this is going quick, no. 7,000, no. 9,000, 15,000, 20,000. And all of a sudden, I had no options. And I felt like I was so hemmed in, basically. And it was sort of hard to gauge what a player was worth because I hadn't done it a lot. But if you did commit to it, if you did commit to it the whole time, I think it would be more beneficial for you. You would just have to learn how to, you'd have to re-peg all the numbers in your head for what you value players yeah. in negotiations. Because I'm doing it now when I look at bonuses and I'm going, okay, well, if I want to give a player a bonus, would I be happy to pay a player two weeks of wages if they score the most goals in a season? Would I be happy to pay a player 10% more in a week if he scores a goal? Yeah, I would be. I believe take like that because it means they're probably going to win. So that's where yeah. it really helps because you can look at the total value of a player for a year as opposed to having to like that math in my head just said, I think I just got, had an aneurysm. So like that's, yeah, that. You lost me after a little bit. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of numbers. Do that. Do that when you're negotiating with 17 players for the same position who have like three attributes different to each other. If you, if you can wrap your head around how much a player is worth on a per year basis in your head instead of a per week basis, so much easier when it comes to bonuses and that sort of thing. Yeah, you know a player's, how many games a year a player's playing. You don't know how many games a week they're playing. You could discuss that for five, ten minutes, isn't it? Yeah, and it's amazing that That's... in the process we've got two extra viewers on Twitch. Like some poor bastard <laughs> hasn't, hasn't decided to go and like, I don't know, make a cup of tea. <laughs> As listen to you, loose stuff numbers and why you use per annum instead of per I just... I just, I just went on a 10-minute tirade as to why I would use per atom instead of per week on a, on a spreadsheet game of dots on a screen. And you know what, Henry? I can think of no better way to end the podcast this week than on no, that note. perfect way. <laughs> there is nothing better than explaining just how pointless football manager is, but how purely just joyful and, and exciting it can Beautiful be. Beautiful it is. Just spreadsheets and pretty colours. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been fun, Henry. Um, it has been thanks. fun. Thanks, Jack, for your comment on, on, on Twitch. It's been good to have you here. Joe Stopper, 11. But yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys uh, next week. And uh, if you're just listening on the podcast and you want to check out the San Marino save, I've been, I've been streaming in the morning in Australia and in the evening or basically vice versa in England because it's horrible time zones. So, Will you um, be on tonight? Uh, I'll probably be on tonight. So just jump on Twitter and check it out. I'll, I'll put a tweet up if I'm, if I'm going to be on for a bit. Um, come check it out. Check out the save. Uh, until then, I'll see you guys next time. And Henry, it's been fun. Awesome. Yeah, it's been great fun. See you later.